All right, the calmness from murder, uh, part two. I li- I like that title. It's uh, it's shocking, and <laughs> I I love shock humor. I fucking love shock humor. So, uh, but yeah, you know, like this is part two of the first podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. But I was basically saying how. Today I was uh, I was out and about and I was searching for for jobs, and I went to jujitsu before I had decided to start handing out resumes and cover letters. And you know what, man? I didn't want to like share what it is that I was like looking for a position for, only because I was like, oh man, I don't want to say I'm gonna do something and then I end up doing something else. And, but the thing is, like, I I feel pretty set on this. I feel really good about this. And who knows? Like, this is a completely different industry. And it's a position in which I can make a lot of money. And it really utilizes my skills. And that position is a bartender. I just feel like being the person who controls the fucking vibe of the environment yeah and i want to fuck bitches man i want to get laid i i i was journaling last week and i was writing down like all right man like you got the height you got the looks you got the charisma you have the the smarts you're you're just missing one thing and what you're missing is the setup. I wrote this down. And it's funny because that's the name of Dan Bozerian's book. I need to set things up in a way for me so I can be successful. And the thing is, that means a specific approach that really works well for me and what my goals are. Like, I've... like. As far as having a girlfriend, that'd be nice if it comes along. But I really want to get laid. I want to fuck bitches. And at the same time, like, I want to have fun while I'm doing it. Not just the fucking the bitches part, but the process leading up to fucking bitches. That's what I'm talking about. Because without that part, the fucking of the bitches is not going to happen. So... I gotta do something that I enjoy. So for me, like, online dating just was not... It's just not my jam going out and, you know, I'm a fucking overthinker, bro. So, of course, I fucking drove to my fucking homie John Tam's place for like fucking drove an hour to get to his place. And then he drives us a fucking hour and a half to get to the goddamn Ritz Carlton near the beach so we can take some fucking photos so I can put that shit on Tinder. And then I am going to all these different places and locations trying to take these photos. Well, they're cool. And I'm, and I'm, you know, making memories with my homies, which <laughs> ends up being like the best part <laughs> of this process because I don't get matches on a Tinder. Well, I, I take that back. I have gotten matches before, but it's just that process. Like, it's not fun for me. For, like, messaging, what should I message back? Like, how often, like, should I message? What should I message? Um, how can I convey myself in a way that is congruent to me? How can I 
express that through the pictures that I take? How can I express that through my uh, description? And not just that, but how can I make my messages congruent to who it is that I am to bring out the person that I want to bring, to bring out? It's like I got to be really fucking, I feel like I have to be a whiz at marketing for me to be able to understand this shit. And I just don't enjoy that process. It's not fun for me. And I often I often think about high school. It's crazy because it's been 10 years since I graduated. But I think about it all of the fucking time still. And I was, I was worried that I would peak in high school. Because I think there's a... I read this somewhere. I don't even know if it's the truth. But the prom king curse, right? The guy who wins prom king is... Uh, the fuck a fucking loser in life and i was like bro i do not like winning prom king puts so much fucking pressure on me <laughs> to most people like dude you won the co- the popularity contest for me i'm like fuck okay i gotta make sure that i don't live up to this fucking prom king curse but i think back to high school and i had a lot of status in high school and i had a lot of girls that wanted to fuck and I was just too much of a bitch, man. I was too much of a bitch. I was afraid. And it still haunts me. Like, damn, bro, I did not take advantage of those opportunities when they were right there. And it's just like, I feel like getting laid in real life is fucking challenging. It's fucking challenging. It's not like... For me, at least, it's not an easy task. It's not like, yeah, I know I'm smart, I'm good looking, I can, you know, tell great stories. But the thing is, it's like, I just don't know what, like, the process looks like. And, um, and not, not just that, but like, the process of getting laid isn't necessarily a enjoyable process. It's not very fun to go from not really making effort to, okay, now you're putting yourself out there. You got to figure it out. Like, you know, you get fucking feeling vulnerable. You're feeling like, okay, you also feel excited and you're like, all right, cool. Like I'm gonna get these fucking dope ass Tinder pictures, man. I'm about to be fucking bitches. And you, you, <laughs> I fucking changed my fucking Tinder <laughs> profile so many fucking times, dude. And uh, I've gotten laid once off Tinder, but I don't know, man. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy that process. And I think about like when I was in high school, I was just really great at being at the center of the hurricane, like. When it came to a group, like me being the person who controls the energy of the group was something that I'm, I've am i always been really good at. Very naturally, very naturally great with group dynamics. And, and I want to just keep doing that. I, I think back to when I was traveling. And I think about... What were like the best times while I was traveling? And I I really have these amazing memories of being at a, a dinner party and I'm telling stories and there's like three or four people 
who um who are involved in the story we're all talking and we're all commenting on the story but i'm at the center of the hurricane and and everybody's contributing which makes it more fun and we all add on to this but like the vibe begins with me and i like being in that position i love sitting in that seat i love sitting in the seat of the vibe master i love it I fucking love it. I want to continue to do that. And I feel like bartender is like, you know, and he has the most social proof. And I've been looking up online a lot. Like, do bartenders get laid? And it, it seems like no matter, <laughs> no matter how many fucking Reddit f- forums I read, I always come back to the same answer, which is yes, they do. And they get laid a lot. And for me, I'm like going on YouTube. Do bartenders get laid a lot? I'm like watching these videos. I'm like, okay, okay, like this is what I want. Okay, then this seems like this is like the good, like a good path, like a good way to go. But the thing is, I've never worked in the restaurant industry. I, I never worked as a bartender. No, do I know anybody who is a bartender? And so, like, I don't know what that life is actually like it's so outside of my uh like circle of competence that i i literally have no idea what it's like for for them and it seems like that position is exactly what i'm looking for is to have a shitload of fucking fun and fuck bitches and i also think about why was it that I, 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 for years, I first realized this in 2021, maybe 2022, but I think it was 2021 when I first realized that I was having dreams about basketball, like fucking several times a month. And then the frequency of the dreams increased over the last couple of years. Got to the point where I was having dreams about basketball damn near every fucking day. High school basketball. Damn near every fucking day. Damn near every day I'm having a dream where somebody from high school is in that dream. And I, I'm like, okay, well, what, what was it about that that I really enjoyed? Like, and how can I recreate that in my adult life? So like, cause high school for me was like, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I've been afraid of peaking in high school and I still feel like high school still kind of my peak, even though I've done some amazing things. Yeah. I, I fucking had dinner with the prince, all the kind of shit fucking, uh, almost fucked a gay billionaire at his, at his fucking house. Um, despite that, I still feel like. I would take the high school experience. If I had a choice, you can either relive the travel or you can relive high school. I'm choosing high school 100 fucking thousand percent. Like, make no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm going back to high school. And there is, I feel like it's crazy because high school, in a sense, kind of prepared me for life, but not in the way of like the education. But by the fucking dynamics and the experience I had from high school, because I had such a fucking great time 
And like I fucking enjoyed that time of my life so much. What I have is a bunch of data of things that really mean a lot to me. And I have to dissect things like, okay, well, what was it about basketball that I can recreate in my life? Well, what do I miss about basketball? Fuck, do I miss my fucking friends? God damn, dude, just being with my homies and seeing them every day and practicing with them every day and we're getting better and we're we're laughing with each other, we're being silly with each other, we're looking out for each other and we become serious with each other and we go travel together and we you know fight opponents together. It's the cool it was the coolest shit. And having games and having my family coming to see me and having people coming out to see me and I really had a strong tribe. I had a strong ass fucking tribe. And I've been searching for that. You know, like you look at the last business I had, it was all about connecting with people. And because I'm good at it, but also like I wanted to do the connecting. That's why quite a few people, like most of the people who bought high ticket programs for me, like from three to 5K are my friends now. Just like genuine homies. I, I follow up with them. I text them. They're my friends. I fucking love them. And it started with just like, man, I want to improve my fucking social circle. Like I want a tight knit group of people. I remember I read Tony Shea's book, Delivering Happiness. And he had mentioned that he had um, he had a, this apartment with all his friends living there. Not in his apartment, but his apartment complex. So everybody was in close proximity with each other and there was a fucking movie theater at the fucking first floor, the bottom floor. Bro, how fucking cool is that? How cool would it be to live in the same building as your favorite people? What? What a way to live. That's so cool. That's so cool. You guys can hang out. I know there's some people out there like that are like, Nah, man, like, then they're not going to be my favorite anymore. Like, I'm going to spend too much time with them. They're going to be too close. Nah, man, someone that you fucking love tremendously and you have this great time with them when you hang out. Like, just to be around someone that you love and you're just close to, like, fuck, that you just enjoy your life with when you're with them. Fuck, yeah, having that motherfucker in your same building. But... I've been trying to like create that in my life. Like how the, I'm trying to fucking smash it together like a puzzle piece. Like not you motherfucker over here. We're coming over here. I'm taking you and we're, you got to meet this person. And I got to know enough about both of you for me to be able to find some kind of synergy and like try to facilitate a connection between like these two people because I want us to unify as an alliance and I want us to come together. I want us to be a fucking tribe. And it was tough to do that through Zoom. It was fucking hard to do that through Zoom. And I had a tribe when I was in London, just a great tribe. And that's why I want to go to London again so bad because like, damn, man, those are my my friends, bro. But even then, everybody's kind of, spread out and the thing with like london you know you 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 hang out differently with people who live in london it's a it's a unique way of hanging out a way that i haven't hung out like this anywhere but london 
and you're going to find out why. When it comes to hanging out with people in London, because public transportation is such a central thing about London and it depending on where you're at, but a lot of the times you're going to have people com- commute maybe 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, sometimes an hour to like meet up with you. And the thing is like those like subway lines or tube lines, they call it the tube. Those close down at, at a certain point, right? They close down like at 10. So you have to like time it in terms of like, okay, I got to go to <clears throat> the train station at a certain time because this tube closes at this time and I'll barely, whatever it is, right? They like, they got to get home. They got to make the journey home. 30, 45 minutes, 60 minutes. It's different, you know, out here in America because we have cars. We're not, they have cars too, right? But most people take public transportation. And like, we can be like, oh, like I can still hang out with you for a couple more hours because I just got to get in my car and drive home. Whereas out there, it's going to be much more challenging because different things close down. You got to, you know, there's been many times where it's like, okay, the fucking tube, the underground train has, you know, finished work, not finished working, but it's done for the night, right? Like, let's say it's, it doesn't operate after midnight. I um, have gone on a bus where I'm like, okay, I'm looking at how long it's going to take me to get home. And it's like, all right, you'll be home in 38 stops. It's like, all right, <laughs> 38 stops. <laughs> And like, it can be, it can be a little bit of a, sometimes it can be a little bit of a pain. So, um, yeah, like that proximity, like I was starting to feel lonely at, uh, towards the tail end of me being in London. I'm like, ah, like, I just feel so lonely, man. Like I, I don't feel like I'm getting enough of like the tribe time with my friends. Like when we're going out, we're moving, we're walking, we're laughing, we go out to eat, whatever it is. But like we're never we were never just ch- just chilling at someone's house. We were never just like, all right, let's just fucking let's just fucking chill. Like we were always doing something. And sometimes I just wanted to fucking chill cuz you when you relax and you're able just to be in a safe environment, you you go to a deeper level with people, you know? And yeah, I've just been trying to fucking find that shit, man. I'm trying to recreate that in my life. And I feel like I got that with jujitsu. Goodness gracious. My my goal, I have I have two goals with jujitsu. The first goal is I want to be able to make it to blue belt, which takes two years of training to get there. I want to get to blue belt because a person who's a blue belt can kill like 99% of the population of people who are untrained in jujitsu. Or just untrained in general. And I want to be able to feel like, okay, I'm okay. I don't have to worry about somebody hurting me. Someone's not going to just fucking hurt me. Someone might get me like in a fucking sucker punch or like a, um, you know, they can cheap shot me or whatever. Or they might get a lucky punch in, you know, whatever that knocks me out before I'm able to get a, a hold of them. Or they might, you know, come up from fucking behind and hit me in the head with a brick. There's so much that can fucking uh, go wrong, Uh, but it's like I want to be able to just know like, all right, if I were to engage in in the hand-to-hand combat combat with this guy who 
is about 50 pounds heavier than me. He's might be a little bit taller than me. He looks bigger than me. He looks stronger than me. And for me to just feel like I can still take this guy. Like I want, I want that experience. Cause I don't, I don't want to be intimidated by men anymore. I, I don't like being intimidated by men. And I think that stems back to just like the domestic violence with my dad. Um, just like feeling afraid of him, you know, like, fuck, like what's going to happen? You know, like when, if he starts yelling and like, sometimes like things would get out of control and it'd be fucking, it'd be a frightening fucking night, man. And you just be fucked up for like, for days after that shit. And you just on eggshells and you're like, fuck man, like nobody can stop this man in this environment. Nobody's going to stop it. Like this guy has total power on over like physical dominance and he's the most emotionally unstable person here. It's, it's fucking terrifying. It's fucking terrifying, you know? And I feel like just having that relationship with like a, a man and my father, I, I feel like that has caused me potentially, I don't know. I'm, I can, you can make sense out of everything, but yeah, like I'm fucking intimidated by men, you know? And, just not feeling safe uh, in the world, you know? And I like I talked about this on like two podcasts ago and um, I think this is something that I'm really discovering. Like safety is such a big thing. It's such a big thing. It's the base on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And if you don't fucking feel safe in this world, bro, like how can you, how can you possibly be healthy if you don't feel safe? How can you possibly be psychologically healthy? How can you be emotionally stable? How can you possibly um, live a, like a stable life, a healthy life, if you're if you feel like your safety is compromised? Think about. It. Remember, we're fucking. So we're programmed to survive. We're survival creatures, and if you threaten the the safety of a human being. Man, you can really fucking destabilize that motherfucker, man. You can like those people, like myself, really susceptible to charismatic people, really susceptible because they give us a feeling of safety. They make us feel comfortable. They make us feel like, "Oh, I can relax with this person. Oh my god." And we fall in love with these people, these charismatic people. We listen to what they say and we follow their doctrine. Because secretly what we really want is their fucking approval. We want their fucking, we want their love. We want their, we want them to tell us that we're okay, that we're safe. Because they give us that feeling of safety. And I I just want to be able to walk around and just feel fucking safe in my life. I want to feel safe. And even though I'm six feet tall and I'm black and I'm in decent shape, like, as I mentioned, I'm fucking, like, intimidated by fucking, by men, you know? And I don't want to be intimidated by men anymore. Like, I want to be able to feel like I'm I'm good. I'm fucking good, dude. I can take care of myself. I can hold my own. And I can protect somebody else that I love. And it doesn't matter if an opponent's bigger than me. I can fucking strangle them to fucking death because I know jujitsu. So that's the first milestone that I really care about. Uh, reaching with jujitsu. The second one is I just want my body to be as healthy as possible 
and is able to do this for as long as it can. I don't, after that, I don't really care about the belts so much. Like, I just want to do it because it's fun. It's so fucking enjoyable. I, I learn so much about myself when I'm on the mats and I, this, the tribe, this is what I've been looking for. I've been looking for a tribe and jujitsu teaches me so much about what a tribe is and what a successful tribe is and what are the like what are the principles of what a successful tribe looks like jujitsu shows me what it's like to actually be in a safe environment it teaches me what a safe environment looks like i didn't have that growing up i think the first time i felt i don't know i I don't want to like I, I don't know, but it's not often where I have felt safe where it is that I am. It's not, not, it's not common. It's not common for me to be somewhere like where I'm staying, whatever it is and feel psychologically safe, but I'm learning about what a safe environment looks like. I'm learning to trust somebody who has power to really hurt you Uh, To not abuse that power and just to really also see like, oh, wait a second, we can have respect for people who have power and, you know, they're going to respect us and they're going to treat us as equal. So they teach you how to behave when you gain power as well, because you've seen what healthy power looks like. I'm learning so much from jujitsu. I'm learning so much because we are primal creatures. We're fucking primal as fuck. And jujitsu really brings you to your true fucking primal nature. You as an animal, not you as a person, not you logically, not your job, not your kid. You as a fucking animal. As a primate. You're, you're, there's this beautiful feeling like you're in the fucking Amazon again. And it's like you're in the wild and you're with your fucking chief. And your chief is making sure you're strong and your chief is looking out for you. And your chief is, is really looking out for the community and the chief. Oh, man, it's just the coolest shit. So I just want to be able to do this as long as I can because I just love it. I fucking, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. And I went to jujitsu today before I went to go drop off resumes and cover letters at different bars and restaurants. And after I finished jujitsu, I was like, okay, thank God I didn't get injured. Like I'm super happy I didn't get injured today. Like I'm feeling really good. And I was still feeling like a little anxious, you know, I'm like, okay, like, all right, man, I'm about to walk into some bars and I'm about to speak to a bar manager and try to get hired. And in my head, I had this like intense kind of person in my head. Like I imagined someone like fucking 50 years old behind the bar, like the bar manager who um, just is like doesn't deal with bullshit and can be, uh, I guess, I won't say mean, but yeah, I guess so. They can be assertive, but like they're not the most friendly people. That was what I had imagined in my head. 
So I was feeling nervous, like, oh, man, I'm about to go into these places. Like, I'm imagining what the bar looks like and, and all this kind of stuff. And as I had changed my clothes and I'm looking great, I was walking and I was walking very relaxed and very calm. And I felt just really good. I was like, yes, this is why you did jujitsu before you went to hand out resumes that was per that was purposefully planned to go pass out resumes after i went to jujitsu because i knew jujitsu was going to put me in the headspace that i wanted to be in i wanted jujitsu to fucking relax me and it did that. It took away my anxiety. And I was feeling so just comfortable with myself. And then I started to meet with bar managers. And guess what? These people are fucking cool. These people were very friendly towards me. And very welcoming towards me. And there is this nightclub in my neighboring city in Riverside it's probably the number one or number two it's like number one or two nightclub in the city so I show up and this girl she's like oh are you looking for an opportunity and I was like how did you know she's like the way you're dressed and you're <laughs> you have a black folder <laughs> I was like oh yeah yeah I'm looking for the hiring manager I'm looking for I, I said the person's name and she's like, oh, man, he's actually not with us anymore in terms of I think they, he got let go or I don't know. I don't know the story, but I don't think he's dead. And she's like, OK, like, yeah, we definitely need some like, you know, a bar back and, you know, like all this kind of stuff. Like, yes. And she was like rooting for me hardcore. So we had um, so she went to go talk to the hiring manager. So she like rooted for me. She's like, hey, yeah, come back here at 430. So. I came back at 4.30 and he was at, he was on his phone. So I was like, oh, I'm looking for blank, right? Say his name. He's like, oh yeah, that's me. And he's like, I was like, yeah, um, the girl who I mentioned, I mentioned her name. Like, yeah, she mentioned to come back here at this time. He goes, oh, she said whatever. So then he pointed, he's like, all right, go sit over there. And I will be with you in like five minutes. I'm on this phone call right now. I said, okay, he looked like he, there was a lot going on. So he finished that phone call. It took him like maybe 10 minutes for him to finish. But I wasn't tripping. So he has me, we sit down in this back corner of, of the restaurant and we are having a conversation. So he's he's frazzled. I mean, he his mind is all over the place. He's like thinking about five different things that are, are going on. He's thinking about what he has to do later. He has He's thinking about what just happened on that phone and he's thinking about this interview. Like he's like, trying to manage so many different things to try to balance so many things and he's doing his best to remain present but he has a lot going on in his head and he asked me some questions like oh like you ever work in a bar before no i haven't okay like you ever were and he didn't say these questions like one after another but like it was kind of like sprinkled throughout the interview where he's like oh have you ever uh, worked in a restaurant before i said no i haven't and he also asked me if I have some kind of certification thing that was is apparently like important. I was like, oh, no, like I don't have that. And he's like, oh, well, 
We only hire people who have that thing, right? And I'm saying no to all these questions that like, of course he wants to hear that I worked in uh, uh, behind the bar before. Of course he wants to hear that I worked in a restaurant before. Of course he wants to hear that I have the certification for the job that I'm applying for. And I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. I'm like, oh, this is, I don't think this is a job interview is going <laughs> too good for me. <laughs> but I remain calm. I remain calm. And what he did was he, he went on this uh, rant. He started talking about the reality of uh, the restaurant and the ma- management and all this kind of stuff and where they're at and what they're and what they're thinking. And I just sat there and I listened and I was just present with him. I was listening to him. And like <laughs> after a while, after he finished this rant, you know, I just was there for him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He um he said, "You know what, Greg? I like your attitude, man." <laughs> I was sitting there like what? <laughs> I was like um I I thought it was funny cuz I was like this has to have happened because of how great how I listened to him. Because he was like really thinking about, all right, we got to set up another interview <laughs> with like another person. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, for real, bro? Like, really? And um, I think this is what, because he was mentioning this like just great stuff off the bat. And then he asked me the question. You ready for this? <laughs> he asked me the question. He said, what two things are you the most proud of in your life nigga that's the perfect question to ask me (laughs) when he asked me that bro i laughed like nigga you don't you about to like oh you asked the right question so of course i tell that motherfucker how I came from where I came from to traveling the world and I make, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I just, uh, I tell specific stories about like, he's uh, another really big proud thing for me in my life is I was, I realized I was fat in fourth grade. So I lost, uh, I lost a bunch of weight, right? Nine years old. I realized I'm, I'm fuck I'm fat. And I decided to lose weight. And then I was fat in eighth grade and I was like, fuck, I got to lose some weight. I fucking lost the weight. And then a year after high school, I was fat again. So you know what? I fucking lost a bunch of weight. And this is a pattern that has happened in my life where I make a decision to do something and I fucking follow through. I fucking make it happen. I fucking do it. And I was just telling him like, yeah, I'm so proud of that because I'm a, I'm the person who makes a commitment to something and I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. I love that about myself. And I told him, look, you bring me on the team. There's nobody that's going to be, there's nobody that's going to work harder than me. Nobody's going to work harder than me because this, because me working hard has got me to where I am. If you give me a shot here, I'll work my way to bartender. I'll make it happen. Nobody's going to outwork me and I'm reliable. So I'm just realizing as I'm speaking right now that I was selling myself. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I was just speaking the truth. I was speaking the truth. Who, who has better fucking character than me? Who's going to fucking do a better job? Come on now reliability fucking work ethic um yo like what the fuck i've done ain't no motherfucker in riverside california who is applying for a bartending job 
or some kind of server job is about to outwork me. No disrespect to the industry, no disrespect to the to the others. But what the fuck I've been able to do? Yo, give me a fucking shot. So he liked me. And when <laughs> when I was leaving, I I was saying this to all the managers because I heard this like on a YouTube video. Uh, I heard them. I, so I asked, hey, if I don't hear from you in a week, are you okay? I was like, I don't want to bother you, but are you okay if I drop in just to follow up? And several of the managers were like, yeah, of course. So I was like, all right, cool. That sounds good to me. So I asked this guy. I said, yeah. <laughs> I said... If I don't hear from you in a week, is it okay if I drop by <laughs> and check in? I don't want to bother you. I know you're busy. And he looked at me like, uh, um, and he goes, I'll call you. <laughs> but I think he does want to do a second interview. So I think that's why he's just like, yo, like, you don't have to drop in, bro. Like, I'm going to call you. Like, let's make this happen. But he said he did have five other interviews, but I don't know who is going to top my shit, man. I really don't know who's going to be present like I was. I don't know who's going to show like work ethic and reliability. The thing is, like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. But he did mention he's like, yeah, I'm looking for adaptability. Uh, he's like, yeah, I need, I need things to constantly be changing. And I was I, I wish I had mentioned jujitsu, but I did mention that, like, yo, like, yeah, when I traveled, that was what. Uh, oh no he he had mentioned he needs someone to adapt he's like i need adaptability all this kind of stuff i was like bro like once he's done talking like i'm i gotta mention my ability to adapt and then that after he had mentioned that that's when he asked me the two quite like the questions about what are the two things i'm most proud about i was like yo like i'm about to tie in a story to exactly what you're looking for adaptability Guess who fucking adapted for a full fucking year and figured it out? Guess who fucking ran out of money four weeks being into London and figures out how to fucking travel for a full fucking year? That's fucking adaptability. So, um, yeah, it's cool, man. I'm happy. I'm really happy about it. I was at a certain point, I was starting to get like anxious because like I, I took a break and that was when I made the first part of this um, podcast. Um the what is it called the calmness of murder or something like that which that title i said this is part two and i don't think this title or that title has anything to do with um, this one maybe i'll still name it that anyway and the cool thing is like i made some great impressions on several of the you know hiring managers i'm like bro i'm about to get hired because the thing is like in riverside out here there's a thing called uh, the Festival of Lights, and it's a big hit every single year. There's a tremendous amount of tourists who come in. There's a lot of people who you know visit and come by, and it's it becomes fucking busy as shit in downtown Riverside. So they're hiring right now for the Festival of Lights and getting ready for that. I'm like, so everybody's looking, everybody's hiring, everybody's open. <laughs> so I'm like this is uh this is cool <laughs> like dude i'm coming in at the right fucking time like this is not an uphill battle i'm like yo okay and the cool thing is as well bro like i still have 40 more resumes to give out to places i, I was only able to give out like seven or eight i had 
I think I had 11 on my list today, but um, several of the places were closed and uh, things were different uh, than I expected where I wasn't able to turn in my resume and cover letter. But I'm like, dude, if I'm getting this fucking response from fucking seven or eight, like I'm, I'm about to I'm about to get hired for real really soon. And that's exciting for me. I'm like, dang, this is cool, man. This is really cool. What a what a new beginning, huh? So I'm grateful, man. I'm very grateful. You know, I'm and I find myself thinking about jujitsu a lot and less about high school and just taking things that I really enjoyed and recreating those things into my life. And uh, to some people, they don't, they're not going to understand. They're not going to get it. And yo, like, oh, well, oh, well, you don't know what it's like to be in my body. You don't know what it's like to be in my skin. You can only make a, a judgment from the limited knowledge that you have. And not just limited knowledge that you have about my life, but you're also judging my life based on your values. And we can have completely different values. And like, you know, for some people they're like, yo, this would be so smart if you did this. And it's like, no, it wouldn't be smart for me because that I have no fucking interest in doing that shit. So I'm excited for uh, what's to come. I'm feeling really good. I'm so glad I went to jujitsu this morning and I fucking love jujitsu. It's my fucking it's my fucking life, baby. It makes me so fucking happy. It makes me so happy. All right. That's all I got for you. Love you. Peace.